dynamic here of the commuters. And I understand that, and I know Brother Paul and others, amen, drive out to the Bay Area and um, flying back, and uh, it could be a quite a time, amen, getting to the house of the Lord. But I do want to commend you for coming, amen, and coming ready to worship the Lord. Uh, I'm thankful for all that God has done and this the revival we've had over the last uh, four four weeks now, um, seeing people get the Holy Ghost and get baptized, and I believe that uh, it has brought us to a point, amen, that God uh, wants us to continue to build upon that and to go forward uh, and not to stay where we are and be satisfied and content with what we've seen, amen, but... Um, uh, but to take us further in God. Amen. Um, also, so let's just jump right into the word of the Lord. Amen. Uh, don't get quiet on me tonight. Amen. You guys preach with me and uh, let's see what God has for us tonight. Um, so we're gonna, I'm going to turn your attention to the book of Exodus. Amen. The book of Exodus chapter number 16. You have your Bibles, Amen. We're going to turn, and we can uh, stand for the read of the Word of the Lord, and then in honor and reverence for the Word of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Exodus chapter sixteen and verse number ten. And it reads, And it came to pass, as Aaron spake unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. Amen. This is set in the background for the children of Israel in the wilderness in the Old Testament, after God had brought them out from Egyptian bondage. And verse 11 says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, I have heard the murmuring, the murmurings of the children of Israel speak unto them, saying, At even... Ye shall eat flesh. Amen. This is a change in the diet of uh, the, the slave, the enslaved people of God. Amen. The slave diet does not consist of meat. It consists of barley and grains and just uh, really a poor man's food. And the meat was for the kings. The meat was for those that were not in slavery. Uh, but God began to make a promise to the people of God. Amen. They, at even ye shall eat flesh. Amen. And in the morning ye shall be filled with bread. Amen. And ye shall know that I am the Lord your God. And it came to pass that at even the quails or the birds came up and covered the camp. And in the morning the dew lay round about the host. And when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness, there lay a small round thing. Amen. That's what the Bible says. There lay a small round thing, as small as the hoar frost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna, for they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather of it every man according to his eating. So everyone had to gather what they were going to eat. An omer or two quarts for every man. According to the number of your persons, take ye every man for them which are in his tents. 
We'll read a few more verses. And the children of Israel did so and gathered some more, some less. Amen. I'm always uh, baffled by, by what, why people would leave stuff on the table that God has for them. But some have a desire for more and some don't have as much of a desire. And this is here in, in verse number 17. But 18 continues. And when they didn't meet it with an omer, he that gathered much had nothing over. And he that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. And Moses said, let no man leave of it till the morning. Notwithstanding the Lord, notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto Moses, but some of them left of it until the morning and it bred worms and stank. And Moses was wroth with them. And they gathered it every morning, every man, according to his eating. And when the sun waxed hot, it melted. And I do want to skip over to the book of Numbers. Just two more verses of scripture in the book of Numbers. have it here, but I'm trying to also go there in the scriptures to see it on the pages of the book. Amen. Numbers chapter 11 and verse number 7. And it gives us a little bit more description of what manna was. And it says, And the manna was as coriander seed, and the color thereof as the color of delium. And the people went about and gathered it and ground it in the in mills or beat it in a mortar and baked it in pans and made cakes of it. And the taste of it was as the taste of fresh oil. Amen. And I want to talk just for a few moments tonight on two words, fresh manna, fresh manna. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for everyone that is here that has come to hear your word, God. We ask you right now, Lord, that you would give strength, Lord, to your people that are weak in body. I pray today, God, that you would help us to focus our minds, Lord, and to push aside the distractions and the cares of this world and the worries of this life, God, and help us just for a few moments, Lord, on this Wednesday night, God, to, Lord, to get a hold of the word from God and to apply it to our lives, God. God, I pray you'd help me, Lord, as the under-shepherd of the chief shepherd, Lord, to feed the flock of God tonight. Anoint me to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. Thank you for standing. Uh, there have been uh, many misconceptions I have had as a, uh, as a young man uh, when I was a child. Amen. Different things. Perhaps you remember uh, words that you heard as a child or things that you saw as a child and didn't fully understand them. Uh, one of which uh, I remember, and oftentimes my mom my mom will still make on Wednesday nights after church, amen, grilled cheese sandwiches. And I love grilled cheese sandwiches so much so that we could eat them probably almost every day and not get tired of it. Uh, and But as a child, amen, my uh, vocabulary was not uh, as developed at the time, and my hearing probably was not as developed either. And so when I heard 
the word grilled cheese sandwiches, I actually heard girl cheese sandwiches. So all my life growing up, I thought it was girl cheese sandwiches, but I loved it. And I didn't really care if it was for girls or not. I was going to have some grilled cheese sandwiches. So there's misconceptions I had as a child. Um, one of the things I remember talking to uh, my wife as we were dating and, and she was telling me how when she was growing up, uh, she would have, the, you know, every child has that conversation with their parents as you're growing up. And, and the question was, and perhaps your, your children have asked it, uh, mom, where do babies come from? And you're like, oh, man, here we go. Got to have this conversation. And, and in their minds, uh, they just think that babies just showed up. They don't realize what took place to bring about that life. And, and so, you know, different things, uh, different uh, things, different ways that children view things in life. Uh, and as in the process of time and growing up, they begin to realize, oh, perhaps it's not called a grilled cheese sandwich. Perhaps I shouldn't say that in public because people might laugh at me. Perhaps I, I shouldn't uh, uh, get into the awkward conversation with my parents. Uh, where did babies come from? And this particular passage of scripture, amen, I remember as a child always hearing about how in the wilderness, as God sustained the people of God, and the Bible says that the people reached out to God, and they cried, God, we're hungry, and the Bible says that manna came down, and in the child's mind, I thought manna was just bread. So in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, a loaf of wheat bread kind of floating down from the sky, and I'm thinking, wow, that's so cool, God knew we like wheat bread and wheat bread just floating down and, and it would come down slowly. And you think of wheat bread ringing down from heaven. Perhaps you uh, you like white bread. I don't know. Maybe in your mind you saw something different. Uh, and so in my mind as a child, I thought there was just a loaf of wheat bread coming down from the sky. And I thought, wow, God can do anything and he still can do anything. And God could bring down Dave's killer wheat bread if he wanted to. But. In this particular passage of scripture, amen, what actually came down was coriander seed. And through studying the scriptures, amen, you you realize that it was not just a loaf of bread that began to float down from the skies. uh, But it was a small seed, a coriander seed uh, that God began to to bring down. And when the Israelites first saw the bread on the desert floor, the desert floor, they wondered what it was, and the word manna is derived from Hebrew, two Hebrew words, man, who, meaning what is it, and that's found in the scriptures. They didn't know what it was. They had never seen this type of seed before, and they asked the question, what is it, and everybody, everybody when they looked at the, at the seed on the ground, they said, what is it, and people began to call it manna. They began to uh, make that connection. That's what that's called. That's called manna, uh, and the bread or the manna that God provided was white like coriander seed. The Bible says looked like the rock delium. Coriander seeds grow in round yellowish brown pods. They're these little small seeds. Um, and these uh, it's not a something that you can readily just put in your mouth like a dissolvable allergy tablet. And it just dissolves in your mouth. But this coriander seed was such that. You had to gather them from the ground floor and you had to combine them and you had to grind it out. You had to make something with that seed that God had given to the people of God. And there was that responsibility that the people of God had. And we'll talk more about that in a few moments. But 
there's the responsibility that the people of God had to first, amen, begin to gather the seeds, the coriander seeds from the ground floor. And the seeds had to be grounded into powder using a, uh, a mill, using uh, some sort of a hand grinder. And there was that work on the part of the people of God to take uh, what God had provided them and, God, and they had to work with it. They had to work it into something uh, of a sustenance for their lives. And God is not in the business today and there ever has been of just giving free handouts. But if you pray, God, I want you to provide for my needs. Sometimes that need will come in the, that answer to prayer will come in the form of a job. And God will say, here's a job, now go work for it. I'll provide for you. And here's, here's, the, here's the means to do so. Amen. And this, this coriander seed, the Bible tells us, had a, a pleasant aromatic smell. It had, it had a beautiful smell to it. And there's lots of things that I want to, uh, lots of applications I want to make tonight, amen, as it relates to fresh manna and this coriander seed. Amen. One of the things that this process uh, it resembled, it foreshadowed, was the coming of Christ, the coming Messiah, amen, as the bread from heaven as it would come down. And God began to teach the people many different things in this wilderness experience. And perhaps you may find yourself tonight in a wilderness experience and think, what is happening in my life? And I will tell you today that in your wilderness experience, God will teach you some things. If you will be observant, if you will be, amen, with an open heart and an open mind and say, God, what are you trying to show me? And God was trying to teach the people of God, number one, Amen. You're to look up, amen, for sustenance in your life. You're to look up to the heavens when you have a need. Amen. You're to look to me and stop looking to your Egyptian slave masters. But I'm going to change the direction of your views so that you don't have to look to mankind to provide, amen, the needs in your life. But you will look up and say, God, I've got a need in my life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God had to begin to change the, 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 the mindset of the people of God. God had to change the mindset of the people. Amen. Stop looking for another relationship to jump into. Stop looking, amen, for another material object to acquire. Stop looking for this and stop looking for that. Amen. But why don't you start looking up and say, God, I want you to meet my needs. I want you to provide for me, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, amen. God, amen, began to teach the people, amen, some very important things. And God, as the people of, as the people of God reached out to him, God supplied the hungry Israelites like he always does people that are hungry. And I've heard it said, amen, as it comes to the things of God, only the hungry get fed. If you're not hungry, you'll leave that seat on the ground. You say, I don't care. I'm not hungry. But if you've got a hunger in your heart, amen, there is something that God has right out in front of you. And all you've got to do is reach out and begin to get a hold of it and say, God, I'm going to work this into something that's profitable for the kingdom of God. I'm going to get what you put in front of me, God, and I'm going to work it into something that will be productive in my life, God. God, I'll not leave promises on the table. I'll not leave things out in front of me and not take full advantage of them. Hallelujah. Amen. I had a boss one time at my job. Amen. That taught me a very valuable thing. 
He said, hey, you know our company matches 401k, right? I said, yeah, but I'm young. I don't have to worry about that. I'm always going to be young. I'll never retire. He said, no, that's not true. In fact, if you put in a dollar to your retirement, they'll put in another dollar. But if you don't put in a dollar, they're not going to put in a dollar. So basically, you're leaving money on the table. They're willing to give you some money if you would just put up some of your own. And so many times, amen, just like this Bible story, there is the seeds that's all around you. That God is providing sustenance. That God is trying to provide. And God is trying to teach you something. But you've got to reach out and not leave money on the table. You can't leave seed. You can't leave promises on the table. You've got to say, God, if there's something you've got for me, even on a Wednesday night, I want what you have for my life. God, I want everything that you have for my life. Amen. I will be sorely disappointed frustrated man when on my deathbed, amen, I have to think I could have done more, amen, I don't want to die that way, friend, I want to die knowing I gave it all, I reached out for everything that God had for me, if there was a promise God made me, I worked for it until I saw it come to pass, hallelujah, hallelujah, God told you in the past, I'll save your spouse, I'll save your husband, I'll save your children, amen, and you just sit on your bomb and don't do nothing about it, you're leaving seed on the ground, amen, you've got to say, God, you made me a promise, I'm going to fast, I'm going to pray, I'm going to do everything in my power, Lord, to work that seed into a promise in my life, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Those seeds, amen, was God's provision for the people of God. Anytime you reach out to God, he's always hearing your prayer. He's always listening. Amen. He's always ready to respond. He always has a a plan. Amen. You don't ever catch him off guard. You don't ever ask a a, a, send a prayer to the Lord. He said, oh, gosh, I never thought about that one. I don't know if I could answer that. Wow. I've been I've been in existence since. Before time began, I've never heard that one before. That's not going to be his response. Amen. God has a plan for everything. Amen. And this unique uh, substance that God placed before them, this fresh manna, it was three things. Amen. It was necessary. Amen. This unique substance was uh, necessary for their survival. They needed something. Amen. And God provided for them. Amen. And today, that manna, you can make the comparison to uh, the, the word of God, the promises of God. Amen. It is necessary for your life. There are things that you need in your life on a daily basis. Amen. There are things that you need on a daily basis. It's not enough to just come on Sunday morning or Wednesday night and hear the preached word of God. But it's got to be on a Monday night and on a Tuesday night. You break open the good book and say, God, I want a fresh word from God for a Monday night in my life. God, it's Tuesday morning. I've got to have a fresh word from God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Is anybody discontent and saying Sunday's blessing is not going to sustain 
that, that substance that God provided was enough to take care of their hunger. God will always give you enough. He'll always give you enough. You think, I don't have the strength. I don't have the, the wherewithal. The, the, uh, I don't have what it takes to make it. If you can get a hold of God and you can get in prayer and you can get in the word. Amen. That is enough to, to sustain you for another day. That is enough. Amen. The devil will lie and say, you don't have what it takes. You don't have all the right things in place. Hey, honey, when I got the word and I got on my knees and prayed, I've got enough. Amen. There's nothing outside of this church. Amen. That I need. But I need a touch from God. A fresh word from the Lord in my life. Hallelujah. 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 And that is... Amen. That substance was desirable. Amen. God wanted to demonstrate to the Israelites and the people of God that he was capable of meeting their need for food and by extension all of their needs. Essentially God was saying to them my food is sufficient for you and I am sufficient for you. Amen. God was teaching his people that amen I will provide everything that you have need of. You have to look to the world. Don't look Hallelujah. At the same time, God was testing his people to see if they would follow his instructions for gathering the manna that he provided. Some Israelites followed God's instructions and others did not and disobeyed. The instructions were simple and today they're still simple. It's still simple, folks. It's not complicated. God gave them simple instructions. You gather that seed on the ground in the morning. You get up and you go to work. You're not going to have a free handout. You're not going to just be able to kick back. You've got to get up early. Because if you wait till the afternoon, the sun's going to melt those coriander seeds. And you're not going to have anything for the morning. That's, that's the kind of God I serve. Amen. Uh, the government would try to say, well, we'll take care of you. Just, you just vote this way. That's not how God operates. Amen. God's all about us getting up and working and, and doing what we, what, we, what we know to do and being responsible. Amen. We could, we could stop there and talk for a while about good old healthy work. Amen. It'll do you some good. Amen. I'm thankful, amen, that I, this church is full of workers. Amen. People that understand the value of work. Amen. It's something that is uh, very valuable. Amen. It's been taught to me, and one day I'll teach it to my children. Amen. The value of work. 
And God was teaching the Israelites uh, to follow some basic instructions. Some Israelites followed his instructions and others did not. Those who obeyed, who, those who disobeyed God suffered, suffered the consequences. You think, well, God's not watching. I can, I can save up what I got yesterday and I can eat it today. No one's going to know if I just kind of keep a little extra in the cupboard. No one's going to know. I can hide it behind the, the canned goods in the back. No one's going to know. I, I, can, I, can do, I can do it my way. I don't have to follow exactly what God says. I mean, really, God, you want to get that specific? It, the purpose here, Lord, is to feed me and my family. That's what you want. And, and, and you know, I, I kind of want to take tomorrow off. I want to take a vacation day. I kind of want to not do it. And those that, amen, uh, disobeyed the word of God, suffered the consequences, food with maggots and no manna to eat on the Sabbath. Some people thought, well, I can save what I have and hold it over. Amen. I got a good blessing on Sunday. I don't have to pray till Wednesday. That'll hold me all week long. I can, in fact, I can wait till next Sunday. That'll keep me pretty good. I got drunk in the Holy Ghost. I'm good. I'm filled up. And God said, no, you've got to get a fresh touch. Yes. Amen. You can't look back to 2015 and say, well, I remember that service. And they say, well, when was the last time you talked in tongues? Yeah, back then, 2015. It was good. That's not, that's not how God intends for it to be. God intends for it to be, amen, I got a fresh touch on Sunday, but Monday rolled around and I found my place, I found my, a place to pray and I got a hold of God some more and I got, I broke open the word of God and I said, God, speak to me again in my life. I've got to have help every day in my life, God. Amen, I rely upon the Lord. And there were those, amen, that thought, well, you know what? Maybe God forgot and I don't have to double up on the sixth day of the week for Sabbath day. And they thought, well, God, he's a good God. He, he's not going to withhold from me. He, he's going to just keep doing what he, what he ought to do. And we think he owes us. And those that said, well, on the sixth day, I'm just going to test things out. See if God really meant what he said. And the Sabbath day rolled around and no manna came down from the heaven. Perhaps those people learn the first time. Amen. I don't want to do that again because now my whole family is crying and screaming because I didn't get enough when I should have. And I will tell, amen, the families in this church tonight, amen, when the service rolls around, make sure you get enough. Make sure you make sure you get your cup full because you don't know what tomorrow holds. Amen. Tomorrow could be all hell breaking loose in your family and all hell breaking loose. I don't know if you lived in Napa. Amen. You were just in church on Sunday having a great time. And that same night your house burned down. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what tomorrow holds. Amen. I've got to touch God now. I've got to get a hold of him every day. I've got to get a hold of my God. I don't know what tomorrow holds. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's got to be fresh in your life. Amen. The book of Psalms, chapter 78 and verse 23, gives us a little bit more detail into manna. The book of Psalms, chapter 78 and verse 23, 
says, though he, though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven and had rained down manna upon them to eat and had given them of the corn of heaven. And this scripture says man did eat angels food. He sent them meat to the full. God provided something so much better than what they had in Egypt. They thought I had it good. Life was dependable. Life was this. Life was that. I knew who was going to beat me 39 stripes every day. I knew who was going to make me carry, make bricks. I, I knew how it was going to happen. At least I knew at 8, 8 o'clock p.m. at night I could take a break after a 16-hour work day. And they were making things sound really good. And they did not realize God had something better in store for them. God had something better in store for them. Amen. We can... Uh, we can romanticize about the former life, amen, when we're going through hard times and think, well, I'll just go back to that. That wasn't that bad. It wasn't, you know, I mean, yeah, I had my bad days and we start to rationalize and think, well, I can go back to this and, and go back to that. And yeah, he, you know, he, he won't beat me that much. You know, you know, uh, the drug addiction wasn't that bad. Uh, you know, alcoholism, you know, I kind of enjoy it. And you start to think of all these different things. And there is so much more. There is so much more better things that God has in store for your life. Amen. They did not realize when they simply left slavery in Egypt that God had intended for them to eat angels' food. And God had intended to elevate them and their eating above the kings and the princes of Egypt. They may have looked to the gods of their world and thought, wow, they got it good. Amen. I'm going to tell you, amen, they don't have it good compared to what God has in store for you and for your family. You allow God to move in your life. Hallelujah. They were eating things on a whole other level. They were eating angels too. The corn of heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God had something so much better in store for them. Than anything that this world could muster up. Amen. They were eating the finest food. Amen. They could ever partake of. And that is the way that God, amen, wants to speak to you tonight. Amen. God has some great things in store for you and for your family and for your future. Amen. But what you've got to do is realize, God, I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to gather some promised seed. And I'm going to work it into something productive. I'm going to take the preach word of God on a Wednesday night. And I'm going to apply it to my life. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. How many times have you heard, amen, the testimony of a sinner on his first night in the Pentecostal church saying this is what I've been looking for all of my life. I never knew this existed. I never knew a God in heaven loved me so much. And here we are on a Wednesday night partaking of the glory of God and the seed of promise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is something far more valuable than all the things that Egypt and the world has to offer. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is fresh manna that God has for your life each and every day. It doesn't get old, friend. It's fresh manna. Does anybody want more of God tonight? Oh, God, I still want a fresh touch. I still want a fresh word. I still want to partake of that heavenly, that divine sustenance. 
God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 I grew up eating angel food cake thinking that was angel food. That was good. Mama would make that and put the whipped cream on there and the strawberries and all that good stuff. And I thought, this is angel food. Wow. So cool. Another uh, misconception by a child thinking, wow, this is what angels eat. They just eat cake and strawberry jam and whipped cream all day long. This is, this is a life. But this was real angel food. Amen. God provided for them something. Amen. They didn't realize that that was available to them. And such is the way. Amen. When you give your life to God, I didn't realize God could actually do all that in my life. I didn't realize God could provide all those needs and and fulfill every desire of my heart. Amen. This was the real angel food. Non-GMO, BPA free, no artificial ingredients, organic. How about that? Amen. God, amen, provided the best thing for them. He's got your best interests in mind tonight. He's got your best interests in mind tonight. Um, it is rendered food of angels in the Septuagint, in the Latin Vulgate, in the ancient versions generally, and also by Luther. And a man, uh, DeWitt, renders it. Each one ate the food of princes. That is, they all lived like princes. The delicacies of kings were outdone, for the dainties of angels were supplied. Bread of the mighty ones fell on feeble man, and those who are lower than the angels fared just as well. It was not for the priests or for the princes that the manna fell, but for all the nation, for every man, every woman, every child in the camp. And there was sufficient meat for them all, for he sent them meat to the full. Amen. God's banquets are never stinted. He gives the best diet and plenty of it. I will tell you today, this is still the best thing in all the world. It's having a walk with God. It's having the word of God. This is still the best thing in all the world. Hallelujah. It breaks my heart when I hear of young people. Amen. The precious young people. Beautiful young girls. Amen. That at one time you saw them weep at an altar. And then they reached the age of 18. And they now know they can go out and do what they will. And they walk away from all these things. All the things that you and I experience on a regular basis. Thinking there's something better out there. But not fully realizing we're eating. Amen. Better than kings. And better than princesses. And when you go out into the world, you find yourself as a prodigal son.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The lesson was taught that it is not nature which nourishes man, but God the creator by and through nature. Amen. He uses all of the things at his disposal. Amen. To bring something to pass in your life. Amen. Man, mankind and humanistic philosophies tries to find the answer through nature and not through God that uses nature. It's misprioritized ways of thinking. Amen. Mankind today worships Mother Earth and not realizing, amen, that there's a God over that earth. If you reach out to God, He'll cause the earth to bring something for your good. Hallelujah. It's opposing views. It's opposing views. Hallelujah. And generally, you need to learn that God is not tied to the particular channels. Bread only. The ordinary means of earthly sustenance. You've got to learn. Even when I don't know how, Brother Nate. Even when I don't see that cloud the size of a man's hand off in the distance. Even when I don't know how it's going to happen, Brother Josh. I know that God can make a way. I don't have to understand all of the origins of the promises that, uh, that God will bring to pass in my life. I just got to know and trust the character and the nature of God. God, I know you'll make a way. God, I, yeah, I'm in a wilderness. Yeah, amen. The newspapers are talking about the people out there to die. And I'm looking around. And sure enough, I don't see a tree out here. Sure enough, God, I don't see any deers walking around that we can eat. I don't see nothing, God. I don't know how you're going to make a way. But God, if I reach out to you, God, amen, you can provide like no other God can provide. You can make a way where there seems to be no way. Hallelujah, I'm preaching something that I've walked. I'm preaching something that I've lived. I've seen God make a way time and time again. When I didn't know where my blessing was coming from. When I didn't know how, even God made a way. Because it is fresh manna that God wants to bring to your life. Something daily. Something out of the ordinary. Hallelujah. God humbled the Israelites by leaving them to suffer hunger from the want of food and then supplying them with food in a miraculous manner. They were thus taught that their life depended wholly upon God who could by His own creative power without any of the ordinary means provide for the sustaining of their life. You don't have to know how and when and where and who the blessing's coming through. But you just got to know that if I reach out to God for some fresh manna, He'll provide every last one of my needs. He'll make a way. Amen. We read on Sunday. He'll make a way in the wilderness. He'll bring rivers in the desert. Amen. The God of heaven and earth knows no impossibilities. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord. Oh, let's worship Him one more time. Hallelujah. As the musicians come. Oh, God, I worship Him. 
Amen. But I want to tell you, amen, this message is not for the visitors today. This message is for the church today to realize that there are some fresh things that God wants to do in your life. If you'll begin to step out and say, God, I'm going to gather some things, some fragments in my life. And I'm going to put it to good use today. And I would, amen, as they begin to sing and play, amen, I want to say, man, if you are hungry, if you say, God, there is yet more that I desire from you. God, I want some more in my life. Amen. I'm going to open up this altar for those that would simply like to step out from where they are and say, God, I'm going to go to the front and I'm going to gather some coriander seed and I'm going to mix it, God, and I'm going to grind it, God, and I'm going to bake it, God. I'm going to let it marinate in prayer. I'm going to let it marinate in my spirit, God. And I'm going to watch it become something in my life. Amen. This altar is open. If you're not hungry, you can stay where you are. If you're just not feeling well, you pray right there where you are. Amen. But those that are able to and those that desire more, amen, step out from where you are and begin to say, God, I want this preached word of God to marinate in my soul. God, I want to bake it, Lord, in my life. I want to mix it. I want to grind it. God, I want to get this in my soul and in my spirit. There is still such a thing as prayer into your soul. There is such a thing on a Wednesday night as praying this through to your soul. Come on, let's lift our voices. Amen, let's lift our voices.
church to go to another dimension of the spirit. Amen. Where we say I'm not going to be satisfied with average and ordinary. I'm not going to be always reminiscing about things in the past and things in yesteryears. Amen. But if we can move to being a church that says I want something far better than anything I've ever experienced before in my life in this church. I want something far better in God. Amen. I want something more in God. And it's not just, it doesn't just stop with the simple desire and a right, heartfelt, godly, holy desire. Amen. But there's also that element of work that says, I've got the desire, but I've also got the work ethic to make it happen. Amen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to begin to grind some seed. I'm going to begin to bake it in the oven. I'm going to begin to marinate in prayer, whatever, however you've got to do it. But say, God, I've got to make this seed. Amen. To bread. Into something beautiful, something great. I've got to work this promise. Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. There is an element, amen, of letting God do the work. And I understand that. And I'm not trying to go against that. But there is another element of God speaking to you to do something. And you say, I believe the word of God. And then you sit back down. But no, it's, I believe that word. And I'm going to put it to work, put it to practice. I'm going to apply it in my life so I can taste of something heavenly. Amen. One more time as we close, why don't we lift our hands to God and why don't we thank Him for His Word today. God, we love you in this house today. Thank God we praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for everything you've done. We 